Hello. Hello, Brian. Christine. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. getting a little scary with you guys showing up the last minute. Tatiana, hello Scott. Hello. I'm suspicious because the bells are not ringing here, but it says 701 in my computer. I heard the bell. Okay. I was so absorbed into the, the mage space. I wanted to <laughs> appreciate how when I saw, I mean, a lot, some of you, I mean, many of you, when you came on to, in this space, um, somehow you were encountering my being and other people's being. And often it's something that I have had to offer a group of people for them to do that as a practice. And many of you have actually, it seems integrated that practice in, in your ways of greeting other beings. And I would imagine also other 
mage, like colleagues in the space. And, and to have your gremlin on your side and to be present and sort of a, I don't know where this word really comes from, but a reverence for the sacredness of um, such a team coming together. I'm afraid that we are missing one person and I don't know who that is. Nobody said that they were not showing up today. Missing Jesse. Thank you. Then the session will happen without him. Okay. Any, any logistics? Does anything needs to be handled? Great. Thank you. Anything that needs to be shared in this space? Is anything from any of you from last week that, yeah, you would want to share in, in this space right now? I have something, but it's not from last week. It's more from right now. And it's a, to, to say thank you for welcoming me in this space, in the, in the circle. And I, I'm terrified. I'm scared. I'm really scared. And, uh, because, and, and glad too, because I, um, I have said yes to be in a journey where I'm going to be delivering my first possibility lab and is with a colleague and it is, it's literally terrifying. And so I have had been having real weird dreams and cold sweats and all of those, um, things that are, are privileged for having a body and of have, of being alive. And I just want to, mm -hmm. to, to put it here as I had a conversation with Aunt Chloe a couple of hours ago and, and she made the suggestion um, that I could, that I could be held or that I could, you know, I could be welcomed here even as I'm going through these, this run of trainings, ETB and lab, and then ETB and lab. And that you are maybe in this journey with me that you could, you could hold me in the, in a loving, uh, supportive space. And, and so I'm, I'm putting myself as straight in, in the call to say, I'm, I'm going on this journey that is very terrifying for my box. And I would love to have, I ask for your loving support. I don't, yeah, just to hold it in, the, in your hearts and in your hands and in your clarity and your integrity. Thank you. Clinton, you, did you have anything that you wanted to say to me? I, I had this impulse that maybe you did. I was going to say something to the 
as a sharing, I, but Katrin was actually before me, and I'll say it after. Sharing. The, what is real for me journey, I did not share on the, in the mage group. And I noticed that I am very hard on myself. So my gremlin is trying to take it over um, and make it sound too hard. And especially my parent ego state. So I've been working with this in this week, um, experiencing it. Um, and yes, I'm, I'm liquid. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. I want to like to say how I told, I said it once before, but I've wanted for years, most of my life probably has been on the path of being in spaces like this with people like you guys. And so I'm very grateful for this. And the food that uh, I'm getting out of it is leaking into <clears throat> other projects, which may be the same, maybe you notice the same thing. But in particular, I wanted to say how in the trainer path program, we've just started to have the trainer, trainer, trainer school people, the trainer, trainers of possibility management make uh, contact into the regional trainer paths and have a, a trainer path call from trainer trainers, which we never had before. And so this is uh, upscaled the game to say it like that. And so I had my first call with Brazil and the fact that Jesse's not here in the call, that's not a fair feedback about my call on Monday with them. Or, so, but I, what I wanna say is that there's the, the things that we're discovering and sharing and exploring here in the mage training is also feeding a bunch of other people in my world that I get to talk to. And it elicits a response back from those spaces in terms of, of um, getting clarity about things and offering, offering possibilities that we didn't have before, or I didn't have before, I did not have before, that then I can bring back here. So there's an echo thing going back and forth between this space and other spaces. I don't know if other people have noticed that in your life, but I'm really glad about it. And uh, this whole thing about copy left and the reciprocal feeding of spaces is a happy result, like a happy uh, free exchange of discoveries from space to space, trying to share the treasure with everybody. And so even today, I think the things we'll get into, part of it came from 
other spaces that I've been in and probably other spaces that you've been in. And so it's a multi-dimensional journey that I feel like I get to be on with you and I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Quentin. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to share about how I've been recognizing more and more the ways in which my box feeds itself and, and how part of my box feeding itself is stopping me from feeding my mage. And, and the more I become conscious of that, the more I actually can consciously choose to feed this mage part of me. And I, I feel very grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. I feel full of fear because I'm starting my first lab tomorrow and all the work around mage is making a part of me freak out completely. And it, I have the experience as if I have a lid on, on the, my mage body and maybe even on my energetic body. And um, uncovering it is making me feel wobbly like this. And I'm glad to say that the experiments that we have, however I feel about it in the beginning, making the altar and doing the research on the neurosis is as if I'm making something real, that if I make reasons to not engage with it, I can just keep it as something that is not real. So I'm, I'm establishing and, and acknowledging and confirming feel joy. And I noticed fear in myself to question things. For example, the neurosis. I think I have a tendency to give my center and to be afraid to question because I should already get it. And at the same time, I do want to question where my questioning comes from. And I want to say that because I think questioning is important if it comes from the right place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amanda, somehow you were in there. Thank you. This space with you all is like a confirmation of this energetic work that is talked about in possibility management. And I've really been loving doing it and sharing that in a space with other human beings. And I had this sense from the beginning that in another lifetime or something, I was maybe part of a group like this and that I've been waiting for a long time to experience this again. And I wanna share an experiment I've been doing, which, is, which was offered in another space, I think, which is about greeting the presiding deity of spaces and Yesterday, um, I went down to the river here and I, this is an experiment actually that Katrin also offered me 
which is greeting the, the presiding deity of the forest, of the jungle and of the river and asking what is the purpose of this space? And the answer that was there is, is so beautiful. I have trouble forming words about it. It's, it was something like the purpose of this space is life. And there is just something so precious that could touch me that I could connect with by asking that question and by connecting with the presiding deity of that, those spaces and so much information that came in. I almost don't wanna say what it is because it seems more important that people try that out for themselves because it's too precious to just say it like that. So I wanna make that offer to you all to try that in nature spaces and see what happens. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I gave a work talk. I gave a work talk on Friday about inner permaculture and the impulse to give the work talk is it, it came from a, it came from my archetypal lineage and I've been noticing over the past several weeks more willingness in me to trust these impulses like with a it's a kind of willingness of I don't know how it will go but yes or and yes and so when I was in the space and and I was so inspired <clears throat> the image came to me of permaculture this word it was something I in another part of my life, like 10 years, nine years ago, I was so focused in to investigating that. And then possibility management came along and it was like I jumped into a different river and I left that river behind. And now I'm, I'm it's like these two rivers are converging. And that's what it felt like when I was holding space. And I, I had like, several hours of planning what I would say or, or where I might go. And I started trying to hold the space from that place. And I just hit a wall. Like I got confused. My mind went blank, got really anxious as I was holding space. And it, I just had to stop and ask, sorry, I just need to stop. I'm going to ask you all of your permission just to start over because I'm I'm speaking from a script. I'm speaking from a teacher box, a teacher identity. So I need to start over. And it was just such a awkward, but graceful transition into just being in contact, just actually where I want to be with the spaces I hold and the work talks I have. And it was, it became extraordinary. So so then, so that's my, it was an experience of 
my incoming box dismantling in real time. And I'm just really, I'm, I'm, I'm at the, a new beginning with this and the, just really having a lot of excitement about the permaculture, the inner permaculture thing and where it can go and where earth guardianship can go. It's yeah. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Scott, the talk was online oh. or offline? It was online. And how many people were there? There were four. From your circle or other people's circle? My circle. Okay. And were they paying or not paying? They were paying. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Importance of building your circle. I realized that I need to say something and it doesn't really matter what to say. It's just for me to land in the space. And I'm in a lot of grief. I'm grieving the last, actually I'm grieving my whole life and it's coming up every day and my gremlin tries to numb it down a lot and he's quite successful and on the other hand not so every day it's coming up more and more in the flat i'm living currently in there is a sign in the mirror in the bathroom that says well you're exactly at the point where you want to be <laughs> and yeah like there are so many decisions i made and that led me where to where i am and there's just a lot of, so much grief every day. And thank you. I'm interested to hear if you could say the grief in words, I am grieving, I am sad because. I'm sad because I, I'm sad because I'm, I became a software, software developer. I'm sad because I'm living in patriarchy and I'm, I'm still, I'm still there and I'm sad because I'm fighting. I'm sad because I'm not in a team. I'm sad because I don't know what to do next. I don't know. And I, I somehow, I'm sad because I'm stuck and it's a, some sort of victim story also, but There are so many decisions, like when I look back at school and then university and I just, there's no, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm, I put myself in this situation where I am at the moment and I don't know, like how, why didn't I make a different choice 15 years ago or 20 years ago? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jennifer, would you like to share what's what's going on? Um, I'm I feel really scared right now. 
and I'm first I'm just very liquid going into a lab tomorrow and I'm terrified I'm terrified and yeah I I have no words I'm just very liquid and terrified and thank you for asking yeah I Sorry, Chloe. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would offer you also the support of this mage space, the same offer that I made to Vera to call on the mage, the mage space and to really invoke us or call us in saying, mage, I, I'm calling you in the space, I need you. And so I know that you have a team also with Patrizio and Nikumar, but it's like that you have also a bigger team and to, to call us in the space and something else that I, I told Vera and that's a hint for other people also is sometimes I, I, I freeze, sometimes my box freaks out. And one of the hint that I have is I call on somebody. I said, you know, what would Michaela do? What would Vera do right now? And so I don't get to, then I can bypass this. I'm, I'm frozen. I'm blocked. I'm like some, somebody else do it. And then I call on that person. I become them for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So, yeah. Thank you for the possibility, yeah. Also, it's the second time I've heard the word terrified in this conversation. And terrified is a kind of victim-y word. It's terrified is a word for very big fear. And yeah. so, but I encourage us not to use the word terrified because it has this victimy, something is terrifying me and that they have the power over me or takes my power away. So it would, I would like to hear what, what you're afraid of, what I feel afraid because I feel scared of what you could just yeah. say. I feel scared of not knowing what to do. I feel scared of <sighs> freezing up. I feel scared of some of the people's gremlins that are coming and how to manage the space when they show up and fear is only a piece a part or a yeah section of what I have going on I also have huge joy and huge love and this like I'm so touched by the team that we have and the space that we're in and being held by nature and, and the trust. And I have so much trust in, in this space and in this team and in my bright principles, in the bright principles working through me and getting out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Jennifer. Jennifer. Yes. I want to say that when I went on the call, my connection was with you from the start. And I want you to know that. And right before Aunt Chloe asked you to speak, I was about to do the same. And I have your back. The mages have your back and I do too. Michelle, I, I would have this question because 
of our conversation also yesterday, I think, uh-huh. about what was the purpose of saying this right now? I wanted her to feel supported. My, my purpose is for her to know that I'm there. So do you think she didn't have that already? I had a sense that I, I wanted it to land more. And, and like I said, I wanted, I wanted to connect with her. I wanted to make this mage to mage connection. I'm so I'm just, I'm having this, this fear, this suspicion that there was another purpose coming from your gremlin about the conversation that we had about this being social, like this being social. And it yeah. just, it had this flavor. Mm-hmm. I did not come from that. I did not come from that. As a matter of fact, yeah, that's all I can say. It did not come from that. I'm, I'm afraid again, because you have pretty much certainty about the door that I just opened. And basically you just shut the door and you said no. <laughs> instead of maybe letting the door open and seeing, okay, what, what's, in the, what's behind the door? Instead of slamming the door back in my face, which I can handle, I'm okay with that. I'm just making an offer for you to um, regard the door differently. Okay, thank you. Thank you, and Chloe. I would, I would like to do an experiment with you right now. And it would include that you make sure that you have your center, your grounding cord, your bubble. And I would also ask you to actually hold the space with uh, Clinton and I, maybe other people are already holding this golden cube of workspace um, for us 24 people here. And if you have distill your bright principles to call, call them in the space. So you're a co-space holder. This is a co, co-space holding space. Great. The question is, and please have your beat book because you might need to write it down. Actually, we ask yeah. you to write it down. Yeah, we ask you to write it down. <clears throat> the question is, how many people do you think know you or know about you as i'm going to say as a as a mage how many people know you or know about you as a mage Know you or know about you? About or, you. So you, you might not know them, like personally, but they might have read something you wrote. They might have heard a talk. They might have heard legends. They might have heard somebody talk to somebody about you. They might think about something that you've said. So how many people have heard of me? The mage. 
as a mage or can I count yeah. people that actually really know me as well? Also, both. Both. Okay. The second question, and this I would ask you to close your eyes because it's an innocence. I mean, I guess the first question is also an innocence, but so just close your eyes. And the question is, how many people are you willing to have heard of you or know about you? How many people are you willing that they will that they have heard about you or that they know about you. And also write it down. This experiment, this, these questions, both of these questions are to finding what's real in terms of your energetic availability to be heard of or to be available to be known or to be, yeah, heard about that your work, that your legends, that your articles, your, your talks, your workshops, how much are you letting them ripple to how many people basically and 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 these two questions is you know where are you about in terms of your limit the second question is your limit this is like above that my box freaks out above that many people my my gremlin cannot handle it my box cannot handle it mostly your box and so and it's like okay how far are you from your limit from your box limit so i'd like to to hear basically almost from everybody what are your numbers like the number of the people limit is a third question or that's a rephrase of the second question can you say it again i didn't hear the limit for my box to freak out is that a third question or no. was that the second question again? it's the second question we rephrase like it's that's the limit how many people are you willing? It's basically how many people your box is willing to have to have been heard of. As a mage. As a mage. As a, as a mage, as a trainer, as a sorceress, as an agent of transformation. Like mage encompasses all that. Christine, what did you come up with numbers? First number is 2,500. And the second is 20,000. Okay, thank you. Somebody else? I had, the first question was between 2,000 and 5,000. 
And the second question, 300,000. Thank you. Somebody first, yeah. The first question I wrote 500 and the second question I wrote 100,000. Thank you. The first question, I, I think my box tried to fool me. I have 250. And the second question, I had thousands, minimum 500,000. Five, 500,000, is that what you said? Yeah. Thank you. First the one, first... I had 100. And the second one really depends on where I locate myself to feel. Like, if I'm honest with what my box would allow me, like 200. And then if I try and stretch it, 4,500. And then theoretically, I imagine it could be more, but it's like, I thank consider you. it not real or something. Okay, thank you. I have 100 or 200 for the first question. For the second question, it's between 300 or 500. And I'm really honest. Thank you. My first question is 4,400. And the second, and I'm scared about this answer, is infinity. Thank you. My, my numbers went up in the process both. My first question was between 74 and 500. And the second question was 2,000 to 10,000. So I'm now with 510,000. Thank you. I had um, the first question, I had 500. And with the second question, I had a lot of sadness come in and really feeling my own limitations. And yeah, like I would say, like in the moment, it's 100 that actually know about yeah, like what what I can what I can do like as a mage. So I noticed my own limitations that I must have set myself there. I could really feel that. So you're can saying you say the two numbers again? Yeah. Five hundred for the first question. How many question. people already know you? Yeah, yeah. So and how many yeah. you're willing? How many I am willing was uh, was about a hundred. So less than what know you already. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, I had My the first, first one. Go ahead, Julia. The first one I'd I started with twenty to fifty, which is not true. So it's more like two hundred. I look at my newsletter. And for the second question, I have five hundred and where I'm, where I'm at, and, and I just notice at 500, my fear comes in. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Martina. So my first number is 100. I was thinking of people who actually have experienced me as a mage, not only heard of, 
and the second number was first 1000. And then when you were talking about just hearing of me, it was 1 million. Thank you. For the second question, I have the number of the recipients of my newsletter. This is about 180 to 200. And for the second question, I have 500. Thank you. If I heard first about the mage, I'm um, um, so I may have two, two answers. If, you, if I only speak about mage, I try to hide. I really see, if I really feel it. Um, there are pr probably 10 people who know me as a mage and I don't want more than 50 people know me as a mage. My box is freaking out about that as more. If you ask me about people who know me and, and the work I do, um, I will have, I think, 150 people uh, which knows me and the limitation I have in the moment is will be 1,000 uh, people in the moment. Thank you. There are about four people that know me as a mage. And I feel really sad because I don't really have a limit. Like there's no, there's no point where my box freaks out. And I, I feel really sad that only like four people know me as a mage. Brianne, I'm a little suspicious about your number because there's 24 people here minus you that would be 23 and actually there's jesse which makes 24 so i'm suspicious about your answer I don't think I have really been a mage in this space. Brianne, I would, I would have this thing that's coming up right now. We're gonna have a space for emotional healing process right after. Please bring that one. Thank you. Yeah, and you can you can write down this sentence. I don't think I've been a mage in this space. And that would be the start. Thank you. Somebody else. Yes. I have for the, the first answer um, was 10 and the second was 30. And I, I resonate with Brianne very much. Yeah. And I have a newsletter, I have like nearly 200 people getting it, but I don't feel that they really are really belonging to what I'm doing. It's more random because I just started this year. Yeah. Then you might have some kind of a block, an emotional healing process about uh, letting people receive 
whatever you're already writing. Mm. Mm. Something like that. I mean, it, it, it's also what Iska said, when I act as a mage and like I am a mage, if people hear of me, their life will change. Even if it's, uh, it doesn't uh, seem monumental or it doesn't seem like they're quitting their job or becoming a trainer, or it, it doesn't matter. If they mm -hmm. hear of something that I've done, the ripples of my legend, something will happen for them. And so yeah. it's not I, about I've, I've done an emotional healing process or I've, they've been to one of my training. That's not, that's not the question. Mm. Great. There's different uh, circles of closeness to uh, you as a mage. And the, and the outer circles are as important because that's the one that come, some of those people would then come in. They come in closer. And sometimes it might take them you know, six months or a year, 10 years, 20 years to, to hear about you and then they can finally make, make the journey closer in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank Some, you. Yeah. Somebody else, there's a couple more people. My first number is 76 and my second number is around 3000. Thank you. My first number is between 300 and 500. And my second number is uh, my realistic box speaking, 15,000. Can you say what you mean by 15, your realistic box? What do you mean by that? My box is saying that I can get there and I can probably get somewhere else, but, but let's not freak uh, out about yeah. nothing that is above that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My first number like 600 and my second about 20,000. So it showed up. Thank you. After the first question, I started counting people one by one and, and then I, and then I was really suspicious of what I was, what I was counting about. I was counting about how many people do I think know that they know about me. And, and now I, I'm getting clear about what the question was. And, and I, I know that there's about 2000 people who, who know about me and, and would, would remember that they do. And when I considered how many people I'm willing to have know about me, I'm, I'm willing to have all of them know if, if that's what serves. And I, I feel scared about that and, and sad about that. And my, I know that my limit is really tight around, around this, this matter of being known. So there's a, I don't get, it seems like a contradiction between that you're really tight about being willing to be known, but yet you're willing for everybody to know you. Yeah. How does that work? It's just, I, I mean, it's the parts of me, the, the being willingness just wants whatever 
would serve to happen. And then my box and my gremlin really start to squeeze in with all kinds of reasons about why I'm not ready, why. Okay. I mean, so that's kind of the question because in some place of us, we, we can, I think most of us can find this, I, I wanna serve everyone. But, and then we're, we're trying to find what's real, like what's acting in your life that you have what you have. This is kind of, this is where we're going. And so it, what is the number of your box and gremlin? The same for Jennifer, same question. I mean, so my, <clears throat> my first number, you know, I've, so I've written books. And so I know that there've been several reprints on several of the books in German and one reprint now in a book in English. And I know how many they printed. So I figure that how many people know me is 20,000, somewhere like that, maybe 25. And I've been facing this issue for a long time, especially with the hidden competing commitments process. Used to be, it was really, this bit freer of being killed was really strong in me. So it, it's after this work, it's 20,000 people might know me now. And how many people am I willing? My box starts freaking out around a million. But I, I have a third number, which is, I have this vision of there being a hundred million nanonations in the world. So I'm way off of that limit. I'm way off of it. You know, how's there gonna be a hundred million nanonations if I'm, um, you know, stuck at a million? So I don't know what's up about that. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a couple more people. Oh. Christine. And, and my second number is 100. You have to say the first number again. I, I didn't hear it. My first number is 10. Okay, so I would also be suspicious about that number just from the same comment as for Brianne. Yeah, I just said what I wrote. Yes, so. and the second number, can, can you say it again? 100. Thank you. Shannon. Yeah, like Nicole, I was counting individually. And then when you added to the question, know about you, I, I got into double digits and then I went, and, and I gasped as I realized, Shannon, it's thousands, it's thousands. And, and then how many are you willing to be known by? I saw 10 and then it, it was ticking to 20,000. Thank you. Then the next experiment. Oh, DVM Shu, yes. Uh, the first number is for me 200, 250. I can't hear you. The, the first number is 250, 200 to 250. And the second one is 50,000. Thank you. Yeah, Vera? I had a, a thing where I put a number 
because it because a number was asked and so I my whole my box of I have to give a number as an answer I had this this thing where I cannot conceive I cannot conceive of a number like when something happens that I can like a million but I don't know what a million is like I, I don't have the energetic experience of what a million is so for me I'm scared of saying a number that is a concept so that's where I got the 300 somehow 300,000 people like a small town or something like this. So I might, okay. Uh, and so that, that was happening inside me. So I, I don't know if you have a hint about that or, or if in your number, you get a different sense or if this was a block for my box. Yeah, I want to share actually my, and my number. So the number of people that I have a sense that I've heard about me, about my work is 2000, maybe 200, 2500. And the number of people that I'm willing is 11,000. 11,000. And I, I think our energetic body can have a sense of what a million is. A million people who might think about you, who might send you thought form, who might praise you, who might hate you, who might criticize you, who might love you. You know, all that stuff is happening. Also, when people know about you or heard about you there's all this energetic stuff that is being exchanged and in a way like what we talked about last week about protecting our energetic space by spinning our energetic body and feeding ourselves by turning to to our archetypal lineage is also the bigger field that you have the the biggest space that you hold for people the more it's like Mm, you you also need more matrix for that so I think all, anyway I think this is also related but and I think if you can't conceive of one million then probably your limit is under one million something like that yeah thank you yeah I mean so I have, yeah Catherine. I have sharing I was there was joy really leaping up in me that these numbers can change mm -hmm. in me so there was joy about yeah. that yeah i mean so then you, it's like we this is a reality check we're just making it's a reality check about where we are and most mostly those numbers are unconscious in us like they were unconscious until we've had this con this conversation and for most people, you're pretty far off your limit. Like for most people, you have a, a limit that's really two, three, five, ten times bigger than what how many people know about you yet. So, I mean, one of the questions is, uh, what about that? You know, how come that that is happening? That you have this seems like you have this limit, but what's really going on is is way under. And and I, but I want to do another experiment with you is to notice what, again, you would close your eyes, close your eyes and to notice what happens when you do the experiment I'm going to give you. And, and the sentence, the, the voices or the beliefs or the whatever comes up to notice it and you can write it down in your beep book. The experiment is to whatever number that you had for your top limit, how many people are you willing that have heard of you? Now 
double this number. Push the limit to twice as much. And notice what happens. And Chloe, will you also ask people to check for 10 times mm. also? Like now? Yeah. And, and now you, you raise this number, this limit to 10 times as much as the number that you gave. Thank you. Basically, these are emotional healing processes to go through or rewiring or um, like whatever you wrote, whatever was coming up, this will be what something to face into. And I, so I want to give a, a chance to six people to have a 15 to 20 minute emotional healing process about this about what was coming up, about moving the limit, or even like Brian, about like not even realizing that your, your work is already out in the world more than you think or something like that. So would six people, who are, who, who are the one that you wanna have right now an emotional healing process? So Shannon, Sibylla, Yulia, uh, Yulia sorry, Brian, Sophia Magdalena, Gabrielle, here we go. Clinton, would you speak while I assign the, the rooms? Yes. There is no particular outcome or philosophy or strategy that is behind these questions. It's a, it's a research, um, into the, like and Chloe said, like our box design has these strategies 
And the whole thing is to make it conscious. So we're not trying to make you all, you know, famous to a million people. That's not the objective. But the objective is to become aware of the the self-sabotaging strategies, the self-limiting strategies, the, the constriction strategy that is going on inside of you because it affects a lot of places in your life. And if it is unconscious in you, then you cannot help other people with it. So we're investigating as mages into the limitation factors that we put on ourselves that are very real in terms of what we're uh, able to um, expose ourselves to in terms of is holding space. I mean, holding space for a million people, holding space for 100,000 people, holding space for 20,000 people. What is that? You know, these are gremlins. These are, these are, you know, we've had past life experiences where we've been just killed by the townspeople who we thought were our friends. So all of those things have an effect on our the way we energetically move through the world. And so this is about making it conscious about yourself, giving you some choices that maybe you did not have before and empowering you to be able to work with other people who have such mechanisms going on in them. So that's what this whole thing is about. So I made the room and actually there's room for eight people. So Amanda, I've put you in a group to do a process. And then Vera. Yes, great. Yes. Okay, so you have you have about fifteen to twenty minutes. Like, let's say twenty minutes. I will give a five minute warning before the twenty minutes. So please get get moving right right in the beginning. Get in the thing. Find what's real, and 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 offer possibilities about that. Great. Move and through. Chloe, will you explain about who's who's mage and who's coach like that yeah yes so there's there's going to be a client and one person is mage okay we don't have two mage one person is mage and the other person is a coach and the coach you coach the mage okay and so just figure out who is in the best position to be the mage to serve and who's in the best position to be a coach to serve the mage but when you're a coach be a mage that's coaching the coach, the mage, yeah. be a coach mage, mage coach. These are the major leagues. So you have to be a mage to coach the mage, all okay. the mage leagues. Here we go. Hello, I'm Chloe. Hi. Hi. Michelle, who are you? I'm the coach. Are you sure about that? I'm the client. Vera will be the client. I'm the client. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So this is why be... I said I'm the coach. Yeah. Okay. So you get to either be the mage who's going to held space for Vera or the coach of, and I'm, I'm the mage. Yeah. I'd rather be the coach. I want to be the coach because I have my own stuff to do. Okay. Okay. 
Vera, what can we do for you? I had two questions. So one is the when the when Clinton asked, even before you you landed in the space, when when Clinton asked for multiply it by ten, I was just I had this shock. This whole like I had I took care to lower my numbness bar really down, and it was just this shocked and I wanted to run to start doing things and even doing things maybe even to to get more well known but but like okay I have to do things this is what happens when I'm in high fear as you know and and so I don't for me there's not a necessarily a process that what's um that's not a problem but there's something about I am no I'm no Mm -hmm. I have a question. I mean, is it really sustainable to have that kind of fear that results in this doing, doing, doing? I mean, in a way, it's like, is that how you want your life to be? No, no. So, I mean, that was, that's what happened when it was Mm -hmm. 10 plus, which was about then like 3 million, something like that. 3 million people, then high fear. And then it would be, you would be running around like a chicken like without a head yeah that is the unconscious fear part running that is not sustainable that is the like a his like almost hysteria actually right yeah no so i'd like to to kind of so that thank you that's a door that i hadn't considered the the other door was i have this thing of many people know me and I don't, I don't know, or I've, I've had so many also from living in, in Finhorn, uh, just people that know me and people that send me messages. And I, I'm like, I have a disconnect or, or, and I think it might be a protection from, I don't, I don't care who knows me, but, but obviously at 3 million, I do. So those were, because, yeah, because I had this high fear. Okay, what's the high fear about? What's the fear about? The reaction is doing, but what's the fear about? I feel scared. You had three, yeah. three million people who knows, yeah. who knows about you, might be thinking of you, <laughs> might need something from you. Yeah, it's the it's the spreading myself. It's like I don't have I, I still don't have like a person, people who have three million in their circle have a have a business, have a like an organization around them. It's there, it's not it's like a it's a company. It's like a it's like okay. almost like a corporation. And I'm like, I have nothing, like I don't have anything like I mean. Yeah, I, so I would need not, a big team. I have nothing like about that. this. Just to not laugh about this because it's yeah. it's true. You do not have an organization. Even yeah. your website is called Vera Franco. Mm. Yeah, and, and you you don't have a, a team in a way. Yeah, I don't. I, I still don't have a team. Or I'm I'm building the team and and it's very slow and God it. And it, going. it's like walking on nothing or. Uh, or I don't, you know, like you have projects and there's a start over and the, and, and I'm in the start over too. And I've projects and I, there's some, something that I'm still like, 
where's my projects mm. and i'm i'm and i'm also connected to your projects and we have some similar projects and but somehow i still various game world is like i has to have their own pro i don't know there's a gap there's i don't have a try to not censor yourself and you're not finishing your sentence and we're missing the jewels it doesn't need to be logical it doesn't need to make sense you don't have your project i i i don't have my the i don't have i the only jobs that i have for my teams are things for vera franco and they're very small and i feel it feel, it seems like petty and like my social media which it's it's just like ugh, do i want to spend anyone's radiance and genius in, in in that fucking platform and at the same time i have people contacting me for the first time through this platform from social media and, and I, i how come you don't have your project my 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 i think my my projects is turning people on okay this is vague in terms of how do you manifest that i well the trainings and my possibility team and the, the trainer path and uh what coachings is, and what is it what is it called so you have a you have a project and you have projects or oh, no i i have okay. ideas and things and things that we could do and i okay those are ideas uh trainings are projects um i'm going to ask you the question and just let your body answer vera do you have a project what's a project Okay, that's your mind. Yes, I have projects. I what, what is it called? Formal. Okay, so you don't have a name yet. You don't have a name. Yes. Okay, so then you don't have an organization. Yes. And so then you can't bring bring people in. And then it and then it's about you and your social media yes you know that's what you can offer to people would you like collaborate with you maybe you could ask her what the fear is around giving it a name mm. why not give it a name you know why why didn't you have why don't you have a name what's the fear or other feeling that i'm locked in it that i can't change it or something can you say that, the feeling yeah first. i'm scared i'm scared that i get attached to it having having to happen in a certain way so i have i have some projects i have a book i'm researching uh with devin i have a project on on education and but i'm scared that it, i i am in that place where i was in in brazil where i had too many projects and if i would and they all they were major projects and if i did if i 
if I do them, I, there, there's nothing, there's no, it's not, there's not enough of me. There's not enough of me for doing them. And they're so massive. And I just see projects everywhere. And, and I'm, that I have to give my, all my energy to it. And then I, and I can't change my mind or. So what I'm hearing Vera, it's also, you're seeing projects from other people. There's, there's some projects from other people that are running and they're calling you in. They try to call you in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't think this is where you're going. I don't think. Yeah, this is why I'm saying no to them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's, the, what's your project? What's the name? What's the name of your project? Turning, turning that's, people that's on. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. I mean, what? Yeah. Maybe ask her to touch her heart. Yeah. Touch your heart, Vera. Or it's somewhere it's coming from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your project has a name. And it might be an umbrella of projects. Mm. Today when I was in giving my blood to the earth, mm -hmm. I, I give a little, like, talk to Gaia for a little bit. And it's just all I want. It's the same thing I've always wanted since I was a kid, which is to serve Gaia and to Jack and to my archetypal lineage. It's mm. like the only thing that I really care about like how and what is called and I don't it doesn't matter to me but I don't know if it's because so then I don't have a project or this is like very you know in a way this is how I think we used to do our work as mage and sorceresses and and magician is like we just went around people maybe knew our name but we just went around and did our work and we didn't need to have, you know, Gandalf doesn't have a, pro like a name of a project. He's Gandalf. Yeah. Like Tiffany Akings is, is Tiffany Akings and people know her as the witch. Yeah. And we, but we live in a different time where we, in a way, it's like giving something a name is a, is an alchemical act to say it's, it's there, it's real. It's what Naomi was saying when she checked in, she said, if I make my altar and I something else, then the mage space, the mage part of me becomes real. And if I don't, then it then I can my box can pretend it doesn't exist. So there's a way that you've been pretending that you don't have a like your box has been pretending that you don't have a a project. What's so, what's, what about that? Right. You say, I, I want to jack in into my archetypal lineage and serve Gaia, and it doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter. Also, what comes is that it's is what, I, what I already am in. You know, I am, I have, 
I'm in, it's my project too, uh, the trainer guild and the, the trainer path and just the start over the evolution, like, you know, the, but it, it doesn't, I don't have an office uh, or uh, the name of the thing. And I, and Vera, I have to, to, was, to be, to be, you know, quite honest for the start over, you're not writing website, you're not writing experiments. You're holding space for us to do that, and that serves us enormously. But you're not a core space holder, so startup is not your project. For example, you're 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 on the team. Mm -hmm. So what is what is the question is like? What is your project? So yes, there's a trainer path, and yes, there's a trainer guild, and your trainings. What about your project? Because there's a lot of other parts that are waiting for you to be fed. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's the same, Tinas. It's been, I don't know how to, what, how to change. I want so many things and they're, uh, it comes, as you said, how it used to be for the, for the Gandalf or the, the Tiffany aching. And I don't know how to change that into a, a project. And that was the, why it took me so long to even consider myself that I could be somewhat of a, also had game world builder, but I, I, I do have that interest. And I think about it in so, those ways, but then I don't know how to translate the, the, my project in that way or my projects. So you have, there's this, way that you keep saying there are so many things to do there are so many things to do what so what about that because it's like there's so many things to do and therefore therefore they're not one thing they're not, they're not consolidated. They're in different areas. And I don't, I don't get the name that would name them all or that, that would name. Maybe you could ask her to explore where the overwhelm came from mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm also scared to start. I've never, I don't know how to start a project or uh, so what, how what does it the, go? What is the experience when you have even the thought of starting a project, of starting, of choosing, of going in one direction? There's fear I have of... Of 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 the where the direction is of I, I I it's like I can't really do it by myself. It has to be with other people. And I've I've started many things, and I have so many experience of not going anywhere with other people. Or or let's do this, and then it becomes just talking about it, and and then it doesn't happen. So I, I don't have so much the me and another person or me and two other people and it, 
this project like that that actually makes like a change or that creates something that didn't exist before Vera I want to pause you for a second you yeah. said I can't do it by myself mm-hmm. yes my experience is with project is you start by yourself you are the seed you start by yourself you do what turns you on and I think it's a fancy world to, to think that you're going to find someone And together you're going to have an idea that's going to work for both of you. And that the way it actually works is you start. And then as you start and you, 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 you friction the, the seed and the seed start taking shape, then the people who are supposed to be on your team are on your team. But it seems to me that you're waiting for your team before you have your project. Yeah, because I also don't have a clear project. I mean, I have the book that I really wanted to write well, with, with Devin, and that is a secret project. Um, Not so secret now because you recorded it. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and, and even that, I'm, I'm really terrified about that. And this is why I was wanting to keep, well, I'm, I have fear about that. And I don't have a clarity. I don't have a clarity of like this. This is the thing, or this is a thing, not, not even the, whatever the thing is. This is a thing that I'm going to start. I don't have a, a, that clarity of, I have like uh, how I managed to work in my life without knowing what was my archetypal lineage was, I'm going to do something that turns me on and see where that goes. And it was, and that's how I've managed to, to walk through life without having like a, a big clarity let's say if you had clarity then what because it's like you you have basically you have what you want so right now you you want to have mm-hmm. no clarity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you had clarity then what would happen then i i do it Or I, 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 I go ask possibilities and say, okay, who wants to be, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I want to do this thing. And um, I don't, this is how I, it goes. Or... Somehow I don't think so. Because if you were okay with having so much clarity, I don't think it, you, you would be in your own way of having that clarity. Something like that. I get what you mean anyway i just we're wrapping it up mm-hmm. let me send that message and i mean what it seems to me is and that might be an you know other emotional healing process but it's you don't have an organization you know you don't really have there's like you don't really have your project and this idea that you can't do it by yourself and so you you have to have the team before the project and to consider the possibility of actually the team comes after the project. And for example, like for the, the, the start over, you know, it took us two years to build a team around it. For the first two years, we were alone with Clinton and it was really Clinton's project. Then I fell in love with it, but it was his project to start with. So it was not, and I was, 
a catalyst element, but he had this project for 10 years, this game. And it was yeah, called I, the Initiation Games, yeah. I, I think the, the wanting the team is so that because I, because I don't have the clarity. And so if, if I have a team, then I'm more clear, like in the conversations with people or something like that. Yeah, but I think this is why you've, you've gone nowhere because you've been part of teams that don't have the same project. It's like, so it's like this, yeah. It's like going nowhere, frustration or lack of community or lack of into like ecstasy. I'm going to close the rooms. Okay. I hope it gives us a minute. Michelle, do you have any, any hints for Vera or anything? Trust, the, the word trust kept coming back during this whole time. Trust, like capital T. Something to explore, trust. You, others, your project, your vision, your experiences, what you bring. Yeah. Trust. I mean, I was going to say, or maybe, and, or maybe to not trust, and to learn to, to not trust and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And that could, yeah. Yeah, and trust to just go. Go where? <laughs> Put it a name, give it a name. I mean, I'm, I'm suspicious, I'm sort of coming back, but I'm suspicious, Vera, that you've had this, the first door for you was find a team. And so change the, the, the sequence of the door because you've been blocked at the door team. Give it a name, fine. Okay, give it a name and go. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Nicole. Would everybody take a deep breath? For the people who went through a process, if you need, you might just throw a couple of, I mean, whoever actually would do that, just throw a couple of golden bowls. I would offer to, for everybody to do it. Just um, of your own information and energy and fill it. Yeah. Which is also part mage, your own information and energy that feeds your mage. And you can put a, a couple more. Let it fill your bubble also. Let it fill your bubble of space. Which means as it fills your bubble of space, it sends everything else back. Other people's energy sends it back to them. Anything that's confusing or dirty or left over, it just sends it out, fills it up with this golden, your own energy and information. We've talked about practices, and this would be also one of the practice to remind yourself of your own golden balls of information and energy, especially as you evolve um, new places of you get freed up of some knots when you go through emotional healing process or uh, remove a block or even if it's not for a formal emotional healing process, stuff are happening when you're holding space, when you're in this space as a mage. And 
so in addition to like remember to spin your energetic body and to turn towards your archetypal lineage to also get fed and I think we've talked about other practices one is to remember that you have a tool a, a toolkit like this energetic tool belt and um, and that's a way also of cleaning out like kind of old like to put golden bowls is to clean out old energy that are just sticking around and if you fill your energetic space and your personal bubble of space it just get those things out and yeah Clinton would you take over I knew you were going to say that and I was about to say I'm lost right now and you're on track so could you keep going and then I will I will slide in okay I would I would like to, I mean, there's a part of me that would like to hear what was the result of the emotional healing process. And we have about an hour left and there's something else we would like to do with you. And so I would sort of jump on that. And if um, for the people who were not in the emotional healing process, please reach out to your free cell to do it during the week. Do this during the week. Do this emotional healing process. And... Um, yeah, and to please uh, report. I mean, I I remember like having really some uh, resistance to ask for sharing in like spaces like this or the trainer path, for example. And in this space, the quality of the sharing is so um, nurturing or like so is, it has clarity, it has power, it has distinction. And so your sharing, I mean, I was touched by many of the sharings that uh, started we started this space with where there was experiments to to offer there was practices there was um, like uh, memes like you checked your own memes and in that if you share it then it offers the possibility of oh god do, what about my meme like then I can it's a reminder to check my own thoughtware and so please um, yeah please share the sort of the result the consequences of going through these emotional healing process about your circle. It's basically about your circle. Yeah, do you have For taking a question, since our three cell has four cells and up to now, uh, we didn't really get to start working. And I'm wondering how to do with four people, how to do it. I mean, three cells is a concept which is new for me. I read about it. I didn't grasp many things, but I want to put it into practice this week. I mean, the practice is call up the people and say, let's meet. All of them. Yes. Since yes. Four. Yeah, all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Vera, I will add you to a cell. And so there'll Thank be you. another four cell. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Yeah, and DVM shoot whoever whoever can show up can show up, and then mm -hmm. whoever did not do this process take them through the process. For example, and just just roll it. Just go ahead. It doesn't have to fit a perfect form, but just roll it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. There's this this question about how how do we what is mage work how do we keep doing the mage work in between the sessions and basically in our life and after the mage also 
this space will end, how do we keep doing the mage work? And the question is, okay, what is mage work? And with Clinton, we were thinking about this, we found a, two main things. One is to create, hold, and navigate extraordinary space ongoingly, to never leave extraordinary. And, and that's what also we were saying in the first uh, session is to unfold other people's uh, service. I'm not going to use the word potential because it's just been used too many, too much, but it's like, it's to unfold other people's service. And that basically is an extraordinary space or being in an extraordinary space is includes, would include empowering other people's uh, being archetypal lineage, creativity, collaboration, uh, possibility, love. So it's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. And the, the question then is, how do we extract ourselves from extraordinary? How do we pull ourselves out of extraordinary and, and back into ordinary? How, how do we do you do it? How do you do it? Yeah. How do, how do you extract yourself? How do you pull back from extraordinary? Go ahead, Clinton. And please write these things down in your beep book. They say, here is how. I sabotage and undermine extraordinary. How is here? I, this is how I close off extraordinary for me. I leave this space and I do this and that and this and that. Start saying it out loud so everybody can hear you and write it down. Now. Yes. Okay. I distract myself. <laughs> Take Wait, one at a time. If somebody's talking, don't talk. Brian, go. I distract myself. How? I distract myself by keeping my mind busy, like always doing something. Like what? Like looking at my emails and reading a book and like reading websites and watching talks. And Thank you. Write it down. Somebody else. Next person. I am uh, closing off extraordinary by being adaptive to my circumstances. Being what to your circumstances? Adaptive. How do you mean? Like I, I come into a person's house and then I adapt to the house rules. Okay, you give up your culture. You give yeah. up mage culture. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Somebody um, else. I focus on logistics. So I plan the tomorrow. Okay. Do you do that in a calendar by time or how do you, by what? I can do, do it in my head. But are you thinking about time or people or what are you thinking about? Timing. Timing. Okay. When the yeah. day starts, what's next? What has Thank to be you. done? Somebody else. I become a victim of other people's conversations by letting them talk first. Yeah, and then they take over. They set the context for the conversation. And you do not pirate the conversation. You let, it, you let them have what they have. Thank you. Please write these things down. If you do the same thing, write it down. Divyamshu, go ahead. I don't take myself serious enough to uh, go to my potential. And also and how, do you, how do you ignore yourself? How do you, how do you not take yourself seriously? I numb myself with some uh, extraordinary space-creating 
ideas come up, I, I criticize myself, or they're not ready for it, or kind of arrogance also. Thank you. Good, somebody else. I consciously declare that they do not want to be an extraordinary with me. That they don't. Yeah. And so okay. I leave the case or I do something else. Thank you, Naomi. I do unimportant things first and then I don't have time for important things. Uh, yes. Unimportant things first. <laughs> Super, Sibylla. I avoid deeper connection when it's offered eye contact and love and just how do you do it? it how do you avoid it i close I, I move energetically away from it okay yeah what is there a, is there a sentence or i i avoid deeper connection when it's offered not always but yeah so it's not totally clear i'll i'll look deeper and find Thank you. Sentence. Christina Dershner. I declare this space that it's that now it's a normal space. Really? Yes. Why do you do that? There's Why? somehow um, this now I have a rest. Uh, yeah, my gremlin has that too. Yes. So I'm off service, kind of I'm off service, I have a break. So I declare that it's now the cozy, relaxing, normal, hanging out space. So I don't so, need to. So Christina, who is talking when you say I? My, Leslie. So what you do is you hand your, your life over to your gremlin, is how you do it. Yes. And he says comfort, rest, break, pause. Yeah. Off service, off service. This is West. Is your gremlin's voice? Wesley's voice. Leslie. 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 Take you just you hand it over to Leslie. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Somebody else. Gabriel, you had your hand up, and Martina. Yeah. Then I um, believe the story that I cannot actually create extraordinary spaces. Mm. Thank you. Did you create this story or somebody else? I created the story. So is it I or is it Gremlin? It's my Gremlin. Write that down. Martina. My Gremlin tells me, is telling me that what I want to say is not important and ridiculous. For example, I want to say to Natalia that I feel sad that you are that you are not visible, that I only can see your photo and I only see your emojis. And I want to say that I'm sad and that you, 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 that I want to see your life. I want to see you moving. And I want to ask you if you could think about- Wait, you're changing the subject. So look, what you did is you, you have a voice in there that says it is not important what I have to say. Yeah. You did not say that before. So that's what you're saying. That's how you leave extraordinary. Right? Good. Yeah, we're not doing the thing right now with Natalia. We're doing this. Okay. Got it? You, you can do that later. We're not we're not doing a process with Natalia right now. Yeah. Good. Ju Julia, Julia. 
I do something energetically where I withdraw, isolate myself, or similar to what Sibylla shared. Um, okay, yes. Space, so going into a safe space for myself. A safe space, you said. Yeah, safer to be withdrawn in myself than to actually go into connection and create extraordinary. So safe for your box. Yeah, safe for my box. Thank you, Iska. So I switch to different roles, like parents are coming, so I'm representing the school and I behave like a representant of a school. Yeah. So and you, then give up, you give up your mage space to represent the school, but why? Why do you give up mage space? Because you could represent the school as mage. Yeah, I do sometimes, but sometimes I catch myself just playing a role. Why? It's something I think as Christine said, like handing over to my gremlin, like being comfortable, uh, like I know this role, I know what to say next, I know what to do next. I don't have to be so present. Go automatic. Yeah, it's like taking a break. Yeah. yeah. Cool, thank you. And Chloe? I have three things. I have this, uh, I need rest. I need a break. And that's my gremlin yeah. that tells me that. And then I can, I can feel it automatically. This like It's like so sharp a cut between what I was doing before and then this like gremlin space. It's like so sharp. And I also have the my gremlin that says there's so much to do and then I get in this overwhelm really it's like overwhelm and instead of and so then I don't take time to to eat like for example or to be an extraordinary when I eat or and I'm extraordinary when I take a, a shower or I mean like extraordinary when I do logistics because it's like there's so much to do and I get overwhelmed and the thing food thing is I also realize that sometimes I let people cross my boundary about how much patience I have for their stories, for their ordinary stories. And I just let it go just past my boundaries. So you're not being an asshole. Yeah, not being an asshole. You're putting your sword away. Does that, does that yes, make sense? Yes. You put your sword away. Yeah, uh, in the sense. The sentence is, uh, people also are allowed to have their space. Like people are also allowed to have it the way they want. Mm. Yeah. Marin. I, 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 I avoid to be sharp. And because if I'm sharp, just to say people the clear what I think about uh, something or what, I, what, I, uh, what, what to say, um, I'm getting afraid. Uh, of uh, that the people has said me, but you have to make it first. So I hide myself then. And um, that's the other thing that I feel um, unable to do things. So uh, I declare myself as I, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, Amanda. <clears throat> yes, I become inauthentic. I pretend that I'm not a mage and then I say things that are yeah, socially. Why? why? 
I'm afraid people or have a story that people don't want it and that they'll freak out or get bored. And, and then I won't be able to handle that. Because why? Because then they won't like me. So people will leave you. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. I keep my headphones on and I avoid contact with people. Thank you. You sucked into the media. Yeah. Why? And it and into the isolation zone. Yeah. What's Just, what's so great about isolation? It's I get to choose when I'm available for interaction. Oh, you want to stay in control? Yeah. Yeah, right. You think a ma okay, good. Thank you, Naomi. Similar to what Amanda said, I let if other people will like or accept me, I let that decide everything I do or do not do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vera. Mm. You're muted. You're mute. You're muted. There, it's part of the declaring that they don't want to be an extraordinary with me, but it, it's more specific. Like there's a certain level of contempt because I walked in the a room and like it's practically at least where I am is practically all gremlin or ordinary. And every the, the more the times that I switched, it went back in. It went back into ordinary. Like the there's so much gremlin and measurement that it goes back back into anything is a joke. And so I just, I, I carry a level of contempt to just to walk around and then I don't create extraordinary. I stop creating extraordinary. Thank you. One more, Sophia Magdalena. My gremlin tells me that if I uh, do not come into their world, I won't have anything to say. And if I leave too many people in silence, it becomes too dangerous. Thank you. So keep, hold on to the things that you got or write, make sure you write them down. And Chloe, how do we do the next thing? We would go in groups of three. So that? And again, there's going to be a major a client and a coach. And the client or the mage, your job is to find precise experiments or practices for them to do to to stop it i don't know was it three to find okay pick look down your list decide three of these behaviors that you are going to change this week this week the challenge is stop you know change your behaviors for leaving extraordinary three of them so look down your list that you just wrote pick three i don't care if it's the bottom three the middle three or the top three you decide but pick three that you actually will change this week. We're going into groups of three and you're gonna get support from a mage how to do that. You don't have to know how right now. You just pick the three that you will do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes to stop a killing extraordinary in these three ways. So <clears throat> pirate agreements and... So, and like, can you explain what a pirate agreement is for people? Yes. A pirate agreement is like Clinton said, it's like it, it says I will take I will do whatever it takes for this to to happen. 
it will, I will do whatever it takes. And if it doesn't happen, then I will give something, I will give something away that is valuable to me, that will cost me. So for example, it can be, um, for example, I know that uh, Nicole has a pilot agreement to do a, a, the mother graduation and there's basically a thousand dollar Canadian dollars, two thousand Canadian dollars in the in the pot that if she doesn't do it, it it goes to something. So it doesn't actually probably doesn't go to the person across. It's like paying for other people's training, for example. That could be the pirate agreement. So it's not a so and the person who are you making the agreement with is your support team. So you call them, you you know, you call them at five o'clock in the morning. Pirate you know, is it happening? Pirate? Yeah, you yeah. If you agree to keep, help this person keep this agreement, you call them at three o'clock in the morning. You do whatever it takes for them to keep their agreement. Mm. Oh. So, so the reward doesn't, it's not for you because your gremlin is gonna get a hold of that and you want, you're gonna want them to fail. There's a possibility that your gremlin will want them to fail. So you get, for example, the money. So make sure that the reward is not for you. This is a so. winning happening game. Yeah. Great, and we have about, there will be eight minutes. Per person? Yes. Yes. Yes, eight minutes per person. Great, I will give you a, a signal. So we're seeing so you, You're gonna do it three times for three different people. And the two people, really the one person's mage, but both of you can work on, on the third person to give them clarity and possibilities for how to change these three behaviors. Here we go. Okay, about the pirate agreement, it's very important to do it by a very specific time and date. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. By this week, this week. Yeah, this week, basically. Okay. I'm the client. Say it again. I'm the client. <laughs> You're the client. I want to go first. All right. So should I tell you again? What the three things are? Yes. Yes. Okay. You did not tell us. So tell us what the three things are. Yes. So my grandma need, says I You're need You're choosing time. these three. Yes. Okay, go I've, ahead. I only have three for now. So I'm choosing the three I have. My grandma tells me I need time off. I need rest. I need a break. And then it falls into this gremlin space. So I'm, I can't have a, I don't even know what rest means because then it's a gremlin feeding frenzy instead of something else. And that extracts me from ordinary. And then my gremlin, there's this overwhelm thing. So should I say all three right now? Well, no, pick one at a time. Then we yeah. can give you So things. yeah, the first one I want to work on is this I need time off. I need rest. I need. From extraordinary spaces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna... Please give me possibility. Please. How can I shift that? Well, there's two things I've got right now. One is the, is to learn this week, start learning what actual rest is. <clears throat> so instead of giving it to your gremlin, then learn actually what rest is. So can you tell me what you think actual rest would be? Without 
<clears throat> the last time I saw you do this, you went on the roof, stayed up there 45 minutes and burned the hell out of yourself from the sun. And you've been in pain all week from it. This is not rest. Okay. This is a gremlin thing. Yeah. Gremlin well, sabotaged your sun pan. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that came was nap, like sleeping. So napping. Sleeping. What were you going to say, Katrin? I forgot. Okay. I'm, I'm now in, in with the napping. When you and why would the napping not be, uh, why would the napping not be ordinary and not extraordinary? How can you make your napping extraordinary? Yeah. So I have one idea. Yeah. There is a, a napping posture from the Tibetan Buddhists. And the way it is, you cross your left foot, you lay on your back, you cross your left foot over your right foot, and then you put your right hand, your hand, left hand on your heart and your right hand over your heart. So it makes this figure eight circulation in your body. So you just lay down and put your left hand on your heart with your right hand over, over it. And then you cross your left ankle over your right ankle. And it's this, it's, they call it the death posture. Mm -hmm. But the, it's actually the napping posture and it's extraordinary because it circulates the energy through your body in a totally different way. That's one way to make a nap extraordinary. How do I stop? I mean, I guess it's re related to the second thing. It's like, I can't, like I have this block to napping or because I have all this overwhelm, like there's so much to do. And so then I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be there and I'm just going okay. to be thinking about all this Flick stuff. Flicker and make yourself a, a sleep cave and the sleep cave have a special insulation around it so that overwhelm cannot get in. It's like an igloo or a, um, a womb or a, a tree. It's like a tree nest, like a nest in a tree, but you can make it whatever way you want, but it's a, it goes all the way around you. You make it with your clicker, you slide right in and overwhelm just cannot go in there. You just breathe. Okay. Uh, and extraordinary is strenuous for you? It's strenuous for my gremlin. Okay. Keep going, Katrin. I mean, that's a, keep going. Yeah. Yes, then ask your gremlin or yeah, ask your gremlin to to um, help you find ways to make extraordinary fun for your gremlin or, or the right food, the right work, the 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 challenge that she needs. He. So and Chloe, mm -hmm. what you just said is huge. What you just said is extraordinary is strenuous for your gremlin well i i i get that and i like that's what came up and like not not really ex like when i'm in extraordinary spaces it's not but this extraordinary rest extraordinary something else than holding space is strenuous for my gremlin your boss what is oh your gremlin both like really both yeah so what you're saying is your adult ego state your mage ego state is contaminated by your gremlin 
Because, can you say more about that? Extraordinary would feed you archetypally and it, it would feed you in all ways. Extraordinary would feed you in all ways. But if extraordinary is, is overwhelming for is strenuous for your gremlin, it means that the gremlin is taking over your adult ego state. It is so that the food from the extraordinary does not come to you. It goes to your gremlin, your gremlin fights it. So that may even be why you're overwhelmed because it's because your gremlin is in there fighting it. He's blocking the food from extraordinary. So if you decontaminate your gremlin out of that adult space, then you get the food from extraordinary and it's not strenuous and it's not overwhelming. I take this for my for me too. I have the okay. same thing. Shit. Oh, oh no. Okay. Sorry. It's still 20 seconds. It's okay. We're doing two at once. Yeah. This one's from the very beginning. It's mine too. Okay. Hey Katrin. Yeah. I'm really enjoying being with you with less shield. I totally feel it. I really appreciate it. I totally feel it. Just your tone of voice is different. Your speed is different. I'm so glad you could just feel it. So thank you. I just feel glad. I know you're not doing it for me, but I just want to tell you I'm happy. Thank you. I just, so while we're talking about it, the behavior that I would be like putting back into the gremlin is, is like one of them would be overwhelmed. No, the stuff your gremlin feeds on is hyper. It's the, you know, the hyper, I don't know if it's music or the videos or the TV, you know, shows or what, I don't know what the, but it feeds on hyper. And if the quality of energy is not hyper, then it is, it has a different quality of energy that's strenuous for the, for the gremlin, but would, would feed you. What? The, the hyper then is a strategy to block, to like fight off the extraordinary to feed me. Yeah, the gremlin, well, the gremlin's contaminating your adult and the gremlin tries to eat the, the, the extraordinary, but it can't digest extraordinary. So it's strenuous for the gremlin because he's trying to digest ex extraordinary and he cannot. And so there's a fine line between hyper gremlin food and like, you know, lawyer food, you know what I mean by hyper, like, yeah. like swimming, you know, all this strenuous stuff that a gremlin can thrive on. And then he tries to eat high, ex, uh, extraordinary and it's, he cannot, it's strenuous. Then you get overwhelmed because a gremlin is convincing you, hey, hey, you need, you need to cut off. Gremlin says, time to, you need a break. It's too much, overwhelm. Let's get some real food. That's for the gremlin though. You think it's rest, but it's for the gremlin. Mm -hmm. The gremlin is getting its food and he's calling that rest. If you feed me, well, let's call that rest. So what I was saying before was learn what real rest is, actual mm -hmm. rest, which is not frying yourself in the sun. It's a different thing. I don't know what it is, but it's a different thing. But find out what real rest is. 
and but also just but take the gremlin out of the adult ego state because he's eating extraordinary and it's strenuous so i can i ask a question yeah mm. so i didn't get i don't I don't think my gremlin is trying to eat the extraordinary. I think it's trying to fight it. Mm -hmm. So I think you just said that sometimes like you, I think a couple of times you said my gremlin is trying to eat extraordinary, but I, you're trying. Yeah. I think it's your gremlin is in occupying the adult. The yeah. gremlin is occupying the adult. You have so much extraordinary spaces that's coming to your adult and the, the gremlin, you know, it's, it gets shoved down his throat because mm -hmm. there's so much of it. And he goes, this is strenuous. This is overwhelmed. Mm. And so because you have extraordinary, like Katrin, I think when you, when you're in nature or you're, uh, there's so much awareness you have for extraordinary with nature, for example. But if your gremlin is there, it's like, nah, I, I can't eat. I can't, I can't, it's too much. Deal with it. I, I want to destroy it and so and so eating is just one way of fighting it it could be different ways too but eating is a good thing just digest yeah. and change it and yeah it's not eating for being fed yeah 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 and then so whereas and chloe needs to learn to rest you need to learn to eat she needs to rest to be rest you need to learn to feed to eat, to be fed, you know, it's a different thing. It's a different, it's extraordinary to rest. It is extraordinary to eat good food and not too much, you know, it's extraordinary. And then, so you have to have a, a, a shift to appreciate, like Anne Chloe needs to appreciate true rest. your second one maybe it's mine too or do i come with one yeah go ahead i go I mean, yeah i'm i'm separating spaces into well i'm separating spaces and i declare them many of them they are ordinary and then i go into them willingly uh, and, and submit submit to, oh, this is an ordinary space. And now I'm changing spaces. And then I go back to an extraordinary one. And then I go back to an ordinary one. Okay, why? Because I don't believe or I'm afraid of making this space extraordinary myself. Feel, feel the feelings while you're saying this. Okay. Why would you, why would you submit to the, an ordinary space? I'm too small to, to change it. And I punish myself because I've chosen them. It's work stuff and it's gremlin, but it's, write, it's write also, uh, what? Please write those down, those three. Okay, I punish myself. What was the first one? I'm too small for changing yeah. it. 
Yes, too powerless. Too small, too powerless, too uneducated, whatever you're, whatever it means, too small. And uh, I find out that I sometimes can. Uh, and I change, but I don't, I don't want to do it all the time. Because? Because of, um, then, uh, yes, I want to, to be, what is that, bequem, complacent? No, lazy. Comfortable. Yeah, or comfortable, yeah. So, so having rest uh, with not always having to do work, because it's, for me, extraordinary is strenuous too. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> Write that down. What makes extraordinary strenuous? Yes, wait. And Chloe, yeah. what was your second one? It was this overwhelm. Mm -hmm. It's like I, but I think this is just my gremlin. It's like this hyper. It's just I think it's the, yeah. Addiction, you mean like addiction to hyper? Yeah, my gremlin addiction to hyper and. I mean, I, I just, I feel sad. I feel really that because. I, because I, there's part of me that feels so exhausted, like that I never rest. Like that my rest is eaten by my gremlin. And so it's like, I just feel so, and at the same time, I feel so fed by a lot of stuff, but it's just so extreme. I feel like I live in the extreme and Yeah, I'm so I'm sad that I'm exhausted. So you said I never rest. Yeah. So how can that be? Like how do you how can you block yourself from rest? I you know if I'm afraid like I'm afraid of napping. Because because see that old story is not true anymore. The story that you said is you can't wake up again and you won't. Yeah, we had no. a nap this afternoon. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm afraid that there's going to be nothing. But I didn't sleep this afternoon. I was thinking. I mean, I was kind of sleeping, but not really. It mm. wasn't really rest. Okay, well, you didn't have this. You didn't know about making this overwhelm-free space. Look, when you take a nap, don't let your, make your gremlin sleep outside. It's like a dog, dog yeah, no I, dogs. I hear outside you. the tent, yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> dogs in the tent. <laughs> no dogs in the tent. <laughs> I mean, I, I, hear, I hear the experiment. I just feel that since some sometime, like since what, 11 years old, maybe, mm. I've never really rested. When you started swimming. Yeah. Could you let that come to you? I close your eyes. That's a huge thing. What was your decision about it? You're 11 years old, you have not rested because? I have to keep going. Like I to... Yeah. There's always more. Yeah. There's always the next lab and the... Yeah. And Louis. There is, to me, there is coming something about the four brains with the four colors. And you keeping saying you are a red brain um, and so on. Yeah. And, and 
how can you make peace with the other brains or make make their let them let them work in you yeah i mean it, you know there was this one of the technology from Anne was like to like look at the the sky the indigo sky at night and it's like i can't i can't let myself be lost in that i've yes. never experienced because there's always the next thing to do like to mm-hmm. like i'm going to so, be thinking and then yeah what if you do what katrin said and say welcome yellow brain today is yellow brain day or oh, the next hour. 10 minutes yeah oh, yeah welcome yellow brain because you have a huge yellow brain it's timeless there's no urgency from time it cannot be overwhelming because it's everything and the green one what is that katrin how does that how can somebody rest with the green brain how does that work letting stories but not stories letting relationships happen letting um feeling related to to family and family meaning also trees or or other people finding out about relationships that's one part thank you letting them hold you as a family it can be also in a relationship with your basilicum on your mage altar but yeah that's the first thing that comes thank you and the blue brain how can you rest the blue brain oof by assigning it yeah, hours, certain hours yeah and then stop it uh, and then stop blue brain <laughs> yeah but i think it's really great to bring in the bring in the green brain bring in the yellow brain and then there's no room for the red brain or blue brain you're just resting in the yellow brain and green brain it's a great and and chloe mm-hmm. you you should go through this some emotional healing process about I, there is there is no time to rest what, what what were the words you said when you're 11 years old you said yeah, what i have to keep going i have to keep going that's right that's what it is yeah i have it written here that's a emotional healing process for that one well you know telling you a story of a pilgrim a pilgrim keeps going that's the way of a pilgrim and there are benches on the side so the pilgrim doesn't build houses and and live there but he or she sits down as a picture as a story so you can keep going with taking rest in the in 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 between you can keep going you're just sitting down for some time yeah and so you have to imagine a swimming pool you know this this pool with a bench on the side and you just get out of the pool and you lay on the bench for as long as you want yeah, well I mean, there was something about sunburn 
No, son, it's a pool inside. It's inside pool. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> what yeah. were you going to say, Chloe? I mean, I, I, it could be that there's more layers because it's so like integrated and like contaminated, like you said, in. Yeah. You mean like taking care of your brothers and sisters and stuff? Yeah, something like that, I think. And like, I don't know, it's like also this like modern culture of like doing, 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 like law school, having, you know, it's like the story of my life, you know, going through law school and having two jobs on the side. And yeah. Another story, it's, I don't know whether it fits for you, but I tell it anyway. I, I'm in the middle of an experiment of being instead of doing. Just decision. I am being now and not doing. And of course, I'm not. I'm doing a lot all the time. And it changes something already. It's a long time experiment. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I will, I will have my next gremlin um, exploration club on gremlin and being and doing, or mm. in being and doing. Please, yeah, please let me know about that. German. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we have five minutes. Clinton, do you, you, want, do you have something? Well, I'm just getting a lot from this green brain and the yellow brain. And I, I never, I never experimented with that. So I think it's really helpful for me also. And also this, um, this click, like making this space where um, what can't come in? Was it the gremlins? No, the overwhelm. The overwhelm. And the overwhelm is what? It's like all, always more things to do, you mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a timeless space, so there's no overwhelm. Space of rest. I'm where, just... Yeah. No overwhelm. Can you share your your strategy? Like, what are those practices for? So I, I don't have an answer. I, it's really intolerable or I don't tolerate leaving extraordinary. So whenever there's ordinary in, invitation, like you remember we were getting invited by this lady for lunch. You did not want to go because you thought it would be ordinary, but I knew that I would make it extraordinary I don't care, you know, she can do blah, blah, but I'm with you and I'm, I would never, you know, it would be a theater piece and it would be elegant and it would be, I would not be leaving or extraordinary. So I don't know if that's, I, I don't regard it as a problem, but it may be a problem that I do not regard it as a problem because, <laughs> because I, 
there are, you know, if I'm, if I'm known by a million people, there will be a bunch of ordinary people wanting to interact with me. Like even now I have six emails I did not write back to. And I don't have an ordinary department. Like we don't, we have not organized people to handle ordinary. So the people who are trying to make ordinary offers to me, I just don't respond. And then they, they don't take the first step into expand the box training or something. And so oh. it's, how authentic are you about your arrogance about it that you are always in extraordinary? That it's an arrogance, you mean? Well, there is the danger of it. And I, I ask you, how authentic are you about this that you are well, somebody who never leaves extraordinary? Well, I notice it. I don't really put much energy into into it. Okay. So it's not a thing like I brag about it or something. I don't know if I ever said that before anyway. Just chicken. Mm -hmm. No, I just have a, so much of a preference for extraordinary. So I just prefer the breakfast space, the workspace, the walking space, the going in the in the post office space today, all these spaces, I'm holding them as extraordinary. And I'm, I'm the communication spaces, whatever, and the workspace, all of these things. So go ahead. And I sense a separation line. I, I sense something that's making it black and white or whatever. Mm. Um, not judging maybe, but it, there's a separation um, that that I sense. And um, yeah, I don't know what to do with it still. I just wanted to put it in the space. Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels like a separation and it feels like the door is not closed. Mm -hmm. It feels like the door is open and just people certain people come in and other people do not, but the door does not feel closed. So there are people like I just had a guy from Bali make an extraordinary offer for us. And so I've been talking to him and so the door is open. I'm gonna close the room so we have about a minute if okay. anything else. You know, one thing in Chloe that I wanted to mention is staying in money survival. I wrote it in my list, but nobody said it. Mm. And, you know, people are yes. talking to us, talking to us about people stay in money survival to exit extraordinary. Mm. Such a big deal in modern culture. Yeah, me. <laughs> Would you mention it then when we yeah. go back into the room? Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Catherine and Clinton. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Clinton too. and Aunt Chloe, yes. Thank you. And Chloe, is there anything else we need to do for wrapping up? We have 15, 13 minutes. Uh, I'm leaving here. Okay. It's just, I think to just have a, maybe a, a, a sharing, a check-in, a check-out, and then like okay. to say these are the
Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. I want to share one more. I don't know if any of you came up with this, but it's it's one that we have been encountering or that is a fantastic way to force yourself to exit extraordinary with a really good reason as a really good excuse. And that is to keep yourself in money survival. Yeah. Keep yourself thinking, okay, I can't do this because I need enough money to live. I, I have to put this much time. Oh my God, I have to pay for this. And I have to figure out how to do this and avoid that so that I have just enough money to live. And keeping yourself in money survival is a fantastic trick, a fantastic, powerful avoidance of extraordinary trick. Anybody using that one? Anybody using that one? Yeah, I should. Too many. Who does not? I feel not so much. Thank you. So the, please put that one on your list and figure out how to stop that one this week also. Okay, get out of that one. Do whatever processes you need, call people, do, do sh shift work, whatever it takes to stop doing that one. Tatiana? I think she's frozen. Oh, wow. Yeah. The blood's going to run out of her hand. No wonder she has those white gloves on. That's a grandma joke. Sorry. All right. So thank you. Please, any sharing from what you discovered in the teamwork for ways to uh, escape from your, your, the, the, the ways you destroy extraordinary, how to, how to replace those with something else. Please share whatever you figured out. I want to share about the scarcity piece that you just said, because so many people raised their hands and that was one of my survival strategies over a year ago and it was hell for me and by shifting out of that, um, now the abundance is real and it's falling from the sky all around me and it's freedom. Yeah. How did you get out of it? I trusted my path. I co-creating co invitations. Yes, yes, yes. Village weaving. Just yes and. Thank you. Thank you. And Chloe. I wanted to share with you guys something that I've been suspecting kind of for a while, but I never had like found it. And so it didn't really... Whatever. It didn't really make sense that there is a part of my adult ego state that's contaminated with my gremlin ego state in that my gremlin eats part of, or like it gets hyper. It's like it eats part of the, my extraordinary food. And when it can't handle the extraordinary food anymore, it gets completely hyper in this is like I need to rest I need off and and but then I but I don't actually rest I give it to my gremlin and and then I just realized like I'm so there's this part of me that's just so exhausted it's like I I I can't find the real rest and I just 
I'm really grateful that it's a safe space to even say that here as a also as a space holder and like really a, a discovery for me because I've been it's been this huge question for me for like a couple years about not being able to rest like not and like this hyper and like now I feel like okay that's it this is really it and I can work with it and I have really great practices from Catherine and Clinton and one of the practice that I want to share is this I mean in addition to the decontamination is this welcoming the yellow brain like welcoming the green brain and the yellow brain as timelessness where this hyper overwhelm makes don't, doesn't have a grip because it's timeless and the green brain is this uh, being fed like being fed by being having a family supporting me and, and so I'm I'm really I'm looking forward to do those experiments and to find rest find rest I think my headaches we were talking about headaches and I think my headaches have something to do with that yeah thank you you were even talking or Katrin was talking about even letting the your connection with your basil plant on your mage altar let the green brain like let that thing just connect with you and rest in that connection which is also timeless yeah thank you Hmm. And I want to share simply that what we're doing these, these times, a lot of it is removing the blocks from mage, the distractions, the undermining, the, because it's, I, I, the theory is that it's our natural state, that the, this universe is so magical. The world is so rich, full of possibility. And we get sucked into these techniques for cutting ourselves off from that. So what we're doing is looking at the ways we're cutting ourselves off from that. And, and when we pull the when we pull the stopper, it just whoosh. So so what else did you figure out? What else did you figure out for yeah, Naomi? I figured out that. I felt so glad to receive possibilities for this from other mages here, from other people. It was so fun and delightful to see that there's all this stuff that I could not come up with by myself. Well, give us and an example. Can you give us an example? Also, the possibilities that, were, that, that we gave to each other uh, yeah, for I was inspired by Vera and the contempt, holding contempt, and something as simple as withdraw, do not sit there with your contempt, go into the contempt for a few minutes, and then redo the situation without contempt. <laughs> so simple, so awesome. And, and I saw that thinking I have to do things alone is a way also that I I cut myself off from the extraordinary. I lie to myself that it's going to be extraordinary because I managed it all by myself. And actually I'm cutting myself off from so much um, beautiful things. And I have this tension there that I want to do a process about 
that may yeah so figured out a lot of things thank you thank you cool somebody else somebody else somebody else have something to share I figured out that my now is eternity. Whoa. It's like until the earth is destroyed, not even until the earth, is, until the, the whole, every planet and every sun are destroyed. This is a rather big now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I, yeah, one of my experiments is to shrink it down. Wow, thank you. Wow. Hmm. Thank you. I'm not Enjoy going it. to... Okay, Scott first. I'm not going to wear... I just want to say the voice trumps the hand. So Scott first and then Julia. I'm not going to wear my headphones while in the house or while in nature. Or, or around other people, like around humans. Wow. Really? Wow. I hear that this basically means never. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what are you going to do instead? Uh, Sing that's, opera. That's the experiment. <laughs> What will you do instead? You, it helps if you have a couple mm. of replacements. You know, the stopping thing doesn't really work. Gremlin will just kill you with it. Mm. It really helps to just steer in a different direction instead of stopping. So what will you do to replace it? What can you focus on? What does your girlfriend complain about you the most? Yeah, that I, that I go out of contact. All right. So how can you go in contact in ways that would make her ecstatic? <laughs> Scott, so you can step up to the plate here. It's a baseball metaphor, but you can do this. It can't be so hard to think of three things that you could do that would make her ecstatic rather than cutting off from connection. Mm. For example, you could. I could listen to the same thing that she's listening to. With the headphones? No. Ah. <laughs> like what? No, I just, I, I don't know, but just do what she's doing, I guess. Be like join her in activities that like if she's cleaning, I clean with her. Cleaning mm. house together is energetic body intimacy. Mm. And extraordinary. Totally. I just, I just like, I think I could come up with lots of things like that. I just noticed that what what, when I'm using my headphones, it's when I'm generally when I'm by myself focusing on something like if I'm cooking or whatever, like it's so it, do, it doesn't okay. always work. Like I can just oh. continue doing the thing I'm doing. 
as don't in, you cook together? I tend to cook, actually. Okay. In any case, Julia. Yes, I'm taking with me um, a practice of making five short videos about what I offer with, with my anger clarity and sharing two of them with five people. So I'm going to approach five of you and ask for feedback about my videos. We already like them. <laughs> 25 people you send them to, I guess. <laughs> All right, we are wrapping up this space. And Chloe, anything else right now? Anybody else, anything? I want to share that I did this experiment. If somebody asks me where I come from, I will say I come from Possibilica and then let it speak. And then speak what is Possibilica. You, you will have fabulous conversations, I'm telling you. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, thank, thank, you. You thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Good work. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. See Bye. you next week. Have a fabulous experiment full week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.